you so much for tuning into the Stepping Up Toy Podcast. It is such a joy for me to get to share with you here. And I have loved introducing you to mentors and friends and just some really incredible people. And as we get ready for 2024, we are so pumped about exciting things that we're going to be launching, episodes with more incredible guests, amazing testimonies. Yes, we will bring back the music. Lots of fun to be had. But before we get to 2024, we thought it would be so fun as we wrap up 2023 to share some of our most favorite episodes with all of you. So thank you. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Thank you for sharing, for your feedback. If an episode moved you, encouraged you, how you share it with other friends, wow, that is such a compliment to us. And we encourage you to continue to do that. We love feedback. If there are topics for episodes that you would really love to hear more on or guests that you just think, wow, it'd be great um, to have that guest on the Stepping Up With Toy podcast, you can reach us at steppingupwithtoy.com iCloud.com. But we encourage you just to tune in as we wrap up this amazing year together and enjoy some of our favorite episodes here at the Stepping Up With Toy podcast. Thanks so much and have a wonderful new year. Welcome to Stepping Up With Toy. I'm your host, Toy Step. This is a space to have conversations about all things faith, family, and fitness. Let's create a whole and healthy life together, spiritually, relationally, and physically. Well, hello. I am so thankful that you tuned in today to the Stepping Up With Toy podcast. Welcome, welcome. It's always a joy to have you. And here on our podcast, we talk about all things faith, family, and fitness. And for today's episode, we're talking about fitness in parenting. And if you are not a parent, do not tune out. Some of you may be students. Some of you are like, okay, my, my kids have launched and I'm on to another season. Wherever you are, I know, I know you're going to get a nugget from today's episode. And if you're like me, I am in this season right now where we are getting back to school. So I don't know where you are listening to this episode. It might not be in the back to school season, but if you are in that season and you aren't in school yourself, you're probably seeing the buses on the road and the school supplies in the stores. And I know we are in the thick of it. And so I am so thankful to have an episode on parenting um, from just someone that is is so dear to me because uh, it's really going to bless me, I know, but I know this is going to bless you wherever you are. And let's just be honest, parenting isn't for wimps. It's not just about routine, schedules, discipline, and heartaches. It's the hard conversations, right? One of the greatest challenges of parenting is navigating the crucial conversations that we must have with our kids. And so I am just so over the moon excited to have Kristen Scroggins joining us today to share more with us from her book that she and her husband Jimmy wrote titled Full Circle Parenting. And it's something that having guests on this show is one of the most exciting things to me because 
These guests are incredibly talented friends in my life that have blessed me with a gift that God has given them. And so I know it's going to bless you. And Kristen is wife to Jimmy, her college sweetheart. Jimmy pastors our church, Family Church, in West Palm Beach, Florida. And Family Church has 14 campuses across South Florida that meet in three different languages. They've been married for almost 29 years and have six sons, two daughters, two daughter-in-laws, and four grandchildren, which is just such an exciting season for Kristen. Kristen's favorite ministry is to her family. She also greatly enjoys encouraging women to deepen their faith by studying the Bible and trusting what it says. And I have had just such a privilege of sitting at her feet and so so many of those teachings and encouragement. She has an incredible podcast for moms that I am a huge fan of called The Mom Village that she co-hosts with two of her dear friends. I just love that podcast. So you definitely have to check that out. Kristen is happiest when all of her people are together or when she and Jimmy are traveling on a new adventure. Kristen, I am so excited to have you here today. Choi, thanks so much for inviting me and any opportunity I have to get to spend with you. I take it because you are so full of life, full of joy, and I know the Lord's work in you is evident. So thanks for having me. Oh, it's so great. And, you know, you've been such a, a sweet blessing to me as a sister in Christ, um, as a wife, as a mama. I have run to the phone to call you at times, and God is just kind of spoken through you to me exactly what I've needed. And I'm so thankful to call on you as a friend, um, the way you love others, the way you love pastor's wives, because you and I wear that hat. You know, we're both mamas, we're wives, yeah. but we're also pastor's wives. And, you know, John John served in ministry 25 years now, and we have a 10th grade boy and a sixth grade girl. And so you've just been such a blessing to us. And Jimmy has been such an incredible mentor and friend of John. And you know, he's helped coach John through crucial conversations for both of our kids over the years, but especially Rigby as we're getting into those high school years. And we have just mm -hmm. really loved getting to serve with the two of you. So it is just such a joy to have you. I'm like, I can't wait. In fact, I need a pen. I'm so glad I have one right here because I'll be taking notes. Um, and I have notes in front of me, but I will be taking notes from this whole episode myself as we're as we're talking today. So you and Jimmy um, have had plenty of crucial conversations in your lives, um, not only with your own children, but with parents who are scared and seeking wisdom. I have shared that that has been me many a time coming to you. And this book has been such a tool, full circle parenting. I have read it. Um, two times. I sat in a Bible study actually that walked us through it and was such a great tool for parents. And so I just want to kind of, I mean, let's be honest, I was telling John, there are nuggets really on every page. Um, mm. But for time's sake, those of you that are listening going, every page, what are you talking about? You're not going to be here all night, okay? <laughs> all day or all morning, wherever you are. But we were talking about, and John, John, before I even had a conversation with you the other day, the um, chapter on complexity is one that really has just touched John and I. And John and I have also gotten to hear um, you and Jimmy share on this book and on parenting in many, uh, many uh, settings. But can we just kind of unpack that a little bit? Uh, and I, even as I turn, I just put page 33 because um, I mark some pages just as people that have the book may want to flip or if they grab the book after this episode. You know, I love that you said just because a kid is rebellious in one moment 
does not mean he is insincere when he is kind and respectful in another moment. And this has been such a great nugget for me in parenting, but also myself, because I'm very complex too, right? (laughs) Mm. Well, parenting is humbling. That is for sure. And a lot of the time, the reason why it's humbling is because you're right, Toya. It doesn't just help us examine our children, but the Holy Spirit usually turns those moments around and we we have to self-examine too. And you're right, we are complex as parents. But one of the reasons why Jimmy and I uh, wrote this book, I just want to have full disclosure. Um, it was It's not a guide to raising perfect children. And we didn't write it because we've raised perfect children. You know, we have great kids. We're proud of all eight of them. If you met them, you would be impressed in the sense that they look people in the eye. They're confident. They are kind. Uh, they have good manners, but they are real people. And they are, mm-hmm. Jimmy calls, especially our boys, bucking Broncos. And yes, so they're football players. They're tough guys. We have an Army man and one in the Naval Reserves. And so we have some um, great kids who love Jesus that are just real people. And so we wrote this book as a tool for parents to use in guiding them uh, to help them have great conversations with their kids. And you can't have a great conversation with your child unless you are always pointing them towards God's design. Mm -hmm. And so that is why we wrote this book. And one of the reasons um, that we thought it was so important is this idea of complexity, because we, we have had conversations with our own children for almost three decades now, and we have been in ministry for that amount of time. And this seems to be the hardest point of parenting is deciding who is my child? Is my child the person who was at church on Sunday uh, holding the door open for a senior adult or raising their hands in worship or memorizing scripture or putting their money in the offering plate? Or is my child um, someone who doesn't tell the truth or who cheated on a test or who lied to a friend or who was unkind to their sibling? Which person am I dealing with? And so this idea of complexity helps us say our children are unique, our children have struggles, and our children can be struggling and have God's handprint on their lives all at mm. the same time. And so this this idea of complexity of your child is not one or the other. Just because they are have told a lie to you does not mean that they can't also praise Jesus and really mean it in their heart. Um, and so it, it helps us not put our kids in this box of one or the other, but hey, our kids are uh, Jesus-loving sinners, and hmm. uh, and that is true of mom and dad, too. I know it's true of me. Oh, yes, and, of me. <laughs> yeah, and so helping helping us understand that is important so that we can help our kids see that principle in their lives, too. So that they don't feel in such despair every time they do the wrong thing. Hmm. It, it doesn't mean that we minimize their sinfulness. It's just that we allow their sinfulness to give us an opportunity to have conversations with them about their great need for Jesus. And, and also pointing them to the truth that we know that we have that same need 
And it always helps them to see there's there's a way forward. There's nothing too big, too hard, too sinful to keep them from moving forward in their relationship with Jesus if they will uh, repent and move forward. That God is always going to stay in the game with them. And so we've got to stay in the game with them too. Oh, I love that. And I think even for our listeners that may not be parents yet, yeah. oh, that just really hits our heart. What a great reminder because we all need Jesus. But I love that you said he's in the game with us. So those yeah. of you that are listening and aren't parents yet, and maybe maybe that's not even a desire of your heart, um, but you're a faithful listener here that complexity, it makes me take a breath. As a parent, um, when I read this chapter, and even as we're talking about it now, but also for myself, because I need that grace. And so if Mm -hmm. I'm asking for that grace, and you and I talked about this the other day, there are times where I'm I'm just, I'll feel God. Even on vacation this summer, I was having a moment, and I just kind of walked outside and was just kind of had a crucial conversation with my son. and, And then I just felt God say in that quiet space, hey, extend some grace because I've given you a lot of grace toy. And I was like, ouch. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for loving me through that. Well, also you, one of the things too that I remember, and this is why community is so important. And that's something that Kristen, you do such a good job of loving your community. And it's something that I love uh, about our church community and why it's so important to find that church community because you get to see the hands and feet of Jesus loving you. And I remember another mom sitting in a a mom group, like a Bible study, really talked about getting to the heart of our kids when there's something going on. And that's something when we are, when I'm talking about something with one of my kiddos, and I just know this is not who God has designed them to be. Or even as we're talking about complexity, I'm seeing this leadership, right? And then all of a sudden something comes sideways. I'm like, whoa, what's Mm -hmm. going on there? But really in that space where I'm not about to lose it, but I'm in a calm place. Sometimes I need to take a minute before I can be there. Um, But getting to the heart of what's going on with our our kids. And that, again, if I go to the book on page 12, you just talk about we can train our kids to behave and still miss the heart issues. Biblical parenting means going after the heart. And you guys do such a good job of reminding us of that in this book. Well, it's important because otherwise we're raising little Pharisees, right, who seem that Like they're really, uh, they have their act together on the outside, but on the inside, they can be full of turmoil and um, anxiousness and sinfulness. And we miss it because we kind of clean them all up and help them um, behave the best that they can. But unless we're really getting to the heart issues, uh, which we know that that is what God is concerned about, then then we're kind of missing our place as parents. And I think, Toy, this is part of where the conversations come in, these crucial conversations, because uh, as you develop this relationship with your child, you're, you're, you are going to have opportunities to have conversations with them that are going to help them uh, talk about what's really going on on the inside, what's really going on in their heart and in their mind and in their soul. And if we're not careful, we're going to miss those opportunities because we're busy, because we've overscheduled ourselves, because we're frazzled. Um, and because honestly, it's just easier to just attack the behavior quickly and move on. And it takes time and it takes intentionality 
And it does take a, a level of energy to decide that we are going to honestly disciple our kids. And mm-hmm. uh, so um, the biggest encouragement we have um, with parents is, you know, the the discipleship aspect is huge. And we have to be uh, in tune to what God is doing in our kids' lives so that we can have some conversations with them that help them explore for themselves. Hey, what is God trying to teach me through this struggle or through this wrong that has been done to me or through this sinful behavior that I've exhibited? Um, where's that coming from? And help them see their need for Jesus and all of it. Yes. And I think it's so great, just that reminder of God's design. God's mm-hmm. design for for our lives, I, and I'm pointing to myself right now, and our listeners can't see me, but for me, but then being able to share that with them. And and I think something you said the other day is this is transformational, no matter where we mm-hmm. are, you know, um, and even I was talking to a student the other day that I was just sitting with and, you know, how God loves them. He's never changing. You know, our world is constantly changing and their situation was changing and just he's the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And I'm so thankful for those truths and being able to share that with my kids and also for myself. And there's a lot of times as I may be coaching another parent through something and um, and isn't it amazing? Anytime God has me share with another parent, a lot of times as I'm saying it, he's like, I'm having you say this toy. I can't even say it without laughing because he knows I need to hear it because none of us has arrived, right? Like anytime I'm teaching um, and I love, I love leading women's Bible studies. I've led a lot of mom groups and I I always giggle because I'm like, I tell them right away, listen, do not think for a second I have arrived. I am teaching this probably because I need it more than anyone in this room. But that reminder yeah. of how much He does love us and being able to, to uh, lead them there and, and remind them that as confusing as our world can be, God has a design for your life. And I'm so thankful for that. And that's something that as I flip through the pages of this book, that reminder that you and Jimmy are constantly reminding us as the parent, because we're his kids, we're God's kids too. And so he's working on us. And just like you said, whoo, it will humble you. Parenting humbles you. Um, You know, I have a a 15 year old, so he is all of a sudden an expert when it comes to driving now. And he's only been driving for like a minute, but I'm like, okay, okay. And, uh, and some of it, to be (laughs) honest, he's right. Like we're big on, you know, come to a full stop the other day. He's like, mom, what, what, what was that? There was no coming to a full stop. And I'm like, well, and I started to give excuses. And I'm thinking, oh, boy. And I'm like, okay, Toy Steps driving is going to get a whole lot better right now because he's (laughs) not going to let me miss it. But I I love that you talk about um, really kind of towards the end of the book, I think it's chapter eight, just giving parents a framework for conversations and some of those crucial conversations that we get. Some people go, oh my gosh, what if they ask me this or that? Or how do I? I love that you're giving handles too. So can you talk a little bit more? Because we were talking about that the other day too. And I just think that's so great. And again, so encouraging because this whole book, to all of you that are listening, it's a reminder that we're not alone. You know, that God is crazy about us and he's crazy about our kids and he he wants to give us these handles, right? And I love that you all are doing that through this book, just reminding us of his truth. So let's unpack that a little bit, Kristen. 
just the framework for well, conversations. Yeah. Well, I had a, um, I had a philosophy professor in college and, um, man, I learned so much in that class. This was an unbelieving, um, man that was teaching this class. He didn't know the Lord. I mean, he, he was prof- prof- a professing non-believer, if you will, wow. but he taught me something about studying the Bible. And he wasn't even talking about that, but something that he said in classroom made me think differently about God's word. And so we would have to stand up and debate different sides of, of an ethical issue. And um, you weren't allowed to use the words, well, I think, and he would stop you and embarrass you in front of the whole class. And he would say, it doesn't matter what you think. I want you to give me facts to support um, what you're saying. And honestly, we, we have to approach the Bible like that, too, in the sense that it doesn't matter what the world says or what my heart desire might be apart from, apart from the Bible. The Bible says something, and God's design is what it is, and it's not going to change. And it's such a kindness of the Lord that He has, has been what He is forever. He's never not been, and His Word doesn't change. His character doesn't change. His love does not change. His holiness doesn't change. And so God's design is true and right for all time, for all people, for all generations. And so that is how we start to build these crucial conversations, because we always are giving our kids, you use the word handles, and that's exactly right. You're teaching them the principles of scripture and who God is and what that means for his people. And so then when they're faced with um, temptations, when they're faced with teaching that's contrary to that, if they have been taught his design, the things that go against that are so mm. obvious to them. So mm. we don't have to, you know, I, you know, I think in the area right now, sexuality, it's like the rules are changing all the time from the world's perspective and you can't keep up. <laughs> but if you just teach them God's design, then anything apart from that is so obvious to them. And it's not that they won't doubt. It's not that they won't struggle. But you have this standard and and this loving standard that you have been pointing them to their whole life. And it's like it's like their North Star. And so um, that's part of how you build these conversations. But we Jimmy and I talk a lot to parents, especially as our kids get older. We figured out that having what we call shoulder to shoulder conversations seem to work better a lot of times than eyeball to eyeball. And what I mean by that is if you think about how much time, especially as a mom, you spend in your car uh, shuttling your kids around (laughs) and that's a shoulder to shoulder conversation. You're not turned directly to them, staring at them in the face, but you're sitting side by side. And sometimes that seems to be so less confrontational for our kids. And they'll just start opening up about things that they wouldn't dare say sitting across the table from you in a quiet home. And so that's kind of what I was talking about before, you know, having these conversations, we have to be ready. And even seeing some things such as sitting in a car line, 
going back and forth a million times to football practice or uh, band practice or whatever it may be, really are little gifts from the Lord of these times shoulder to shoulder that we have with our kids that that we can use for His glory and good in our kids' lives instead of kind of wishing that time away because you have these opportunities all day, every day to talk to your kids about what's going on in their heart, what's going on in their life, uh, and what God has to say about it. Mm, I love that. And I'm in that season right now. It's funny. I've been talking a lot about sunglasses. It's like Mm -hmm. the lens of Christ. And so there Mm -hmm. are times where I just feel like toy you've got to change your lens or I'll use the example. And again, I talk a lot with my hands, which I know you can see me right now, Kristen, but (laughs) it's taking those blinders and just lifting them. And in moments where I'm with the Lord and I'm, I just am passionate about something, but I'm, I'm coming to him about something or I'm heavy about something. I can feel him say toy. You've got to look through it with my lens. And so I've been using that sunglasses and even driving with Rigby, my 15-year-old, instead of, oh my gosh, he's driving me, this kind of fear, I just had this shift right at the beginning. I get all this one-on-one time. He's going to want to drive in the car with me all the time now. And so we're going to get all these great conversations. And I used to say, and I still do, but even as you were just speaking, I've always called my car, University on Wheels, because mm-hmm. I would coach my kids, you know, if we were going to and from school, or I'm like, if you have any homework, let's do it now. We're in the car. Let's maximize this time. We can talk it through. And, but it's that university of life, right? We have more God conversations um, in the car, on the way to school. That's when we're doing like, you know, I'll use the Bible app, the Version Bible app, and we'll do the verse for the day and we talk it through. And it is, it's, it's amazing what happens in that car. And so it's just changing that lens. It's also when I'm folding laundry this morning, early morning, I had a friend give me this little nugget of a tip. Instead of oh the laundry, I'm praying for each person as I fold that yeah. article of clothing. And I think is I remember one time just I remember getting on John about not picking up his clothes or something. And I read this article and you know, she was the same way. And then something happened and her husband wasn't there anymore. And she's like, What I want and give to pick up those clothes. Talk about mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness stop complaining toy. <laughs> and it yeah, just is yeah, that shift. Yeah. It's a different lens. And so yeah. when I look at those as opportunities to love and change my own heart, it helps me. Um, it blesses the people around me because I'm not going to be like, oh, got to go pick up my kids again. And trust me, that happens where I'm like, oh, I just was at the school or I was just there. And if I can go, wait a second, this is an opportunity to be with them. Yeah. And they do, they open. Same with like tuck-in time. It's amazing how I am dog tired and all of a sudden that's when the conversations are happening late at night and that's where I'm leaning on the Holy Spirit like, please keep me awake because these is a, yeah. I love these opportunities, but it's usually when they're not looking right at me, right? They're kind of getting themselves ready and they're kind of in their room. And so I love that reminder, Kristen. And I love that you give us, even in the book, examples because sometimes we just are like, well, what does that look like? Or how do I, what do I say? We do get caught up sometimes on what to say. And honestly, um, prayer has helped me a lot in that too. I, even the other day, I was just feeling very heavy and I was like, okay, get in the word. 
And he just reminded me a simple thing. Hey, when you're weak, I'm strong. And I just prayed, who can I call? Who's somebody that would know? And I felt him say, you know what? You need to call this person. And they've been in a similar season. And that, that, those kinds of moments when I can just take that mint, that, okay, what do I say? But God will equip me too. And I love that in the, in the book, you're giving us some examples of how to, how to even have these conversations. Yeah, I will say timing, I think, is everything, too. So especially uh, us moms, I feel like dads are probably a little better at this than we are. (laughs) Moms somehow uh, feel like we have to get every word in in this one conversation because we might not ever have it again. And so we're trying to (laughs) discipline a child and then uh, have a great theological conversation (laughs) and then tell them what they need to do differently. And I I just think sometimes we use too many words. And so we figured out, you know, we had our, we have six sons, but we had five boys in a row. And I learned a lot about what not to do with my first few boys, because I think I talked too much and I thought I was really working, working on not doing that. But (laughs) looking back, realizing though that the Lord kind of showed us that, Hey, um, you probably want to, sometimes you just have to quickly discipline, but then once everything kind of dies down and nobody's upset and you've hugged each other and you've played a board game and there's been some time, uh, then is probably a better time to have a conversation about what's really going on in their heart. So I don't want parents to feel like, oh, I have to do all this at one time, like I'm going to discipline them. And then I'm going to have this long heart to heart conversation with them. Sometimes it's just quick. Sometimes it's hours after Mm -hmm. something has happened. Sometimes your kid is going to tell you something that you are you are not prepared to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage parents, it's okay to take time to say to your child, that is a great question. Or if they've told you something really hard, man, I'm so grateful that you trusted me with this information. Mm -hmm. Um, I can tell that this has been on your heart for a long time, but I am just hearing about it for the first time now. So would you give me permission to just take a few minutes think about this and then let's, let's make a date. Let's make a date an hour from now or tonight after we put your younger siblings to bed and let's revisit this. So, so just oh, having, Kristen, that's having, so good. Yeah, that's so having good. the right kind of timing around yes. these conversations is really yes. important. And, and even though 18 years or 20 years or however long you have your child, it goes by so fast you do have a lot of days with them and you have a lot of conversations. And so just being a good steward of that and yet not feeling like you have to get it all done in one conversation because the Lord is gracious to give us many days with our kids. Mm. So we have to be good stewards of it. And yet part of being a good steward is knowing the timing of all of it. Oh, and that's just such a good reminder to marriages too. I just want to add that because I was just talking to John about something and he just came out of such a busy like season. It might have even been after camp. And he's like, I just feel like you're poking at me, <laughs> like just pushing. Mm. And he was right. And the timing was not great. You know, I was yeah. like, and and I'm and part of me is like, well, I gotta get all this done because we have this time right now. And it would have been better if I 
didn't do that then, but what a great reminder in our relationship. So again, to those of you that are listening and maybe aren't parents yet, what other relationships can you add this um, reminder to? And I love, you're just touching my heart with that reminder right now and just remembering um, sometimes I do feel that urgency and don't don't waste this this moment and all that I have to get in and, and that pressure um, mm-hmm. to just take a beat. And something yeah. I've been doing lately because I really want my kids to see, um, especially one, we both can be louder when we're talking. In fact, my husband will say, can you guys stop yelling at each other? And I said, we're not we're not yelling at each other. Like we, we're just talking and we both kind of laughed and John laughed. But I do notice that there are times where, you know, I need to just um, maybe take that pause. And I said, I'm taking a minute because there are times where I've asked and I've asked and I've asked, and then I'm just ready to lose it. And I'm trying to work on my own self-control. And as I'm asking them to work on their self-control, so I'm telling them I need a shift. And I remember one of my kids saying, you know, why are you having me go to my room? The last two days you've had me go to my room. I'm like, because you need a shift, but I also need a shift so we Mm. can come back together and I can talk to you in a way that's loving and kind and not go, wah, and sh- she understood that more. She's like, okay, like I'm kind of in my room too. I'm sending myself to my room as much as I'm sending her to her room so we can have a healthier conversation. But that doesn't happen yeah. every time. It's something that I'm working on myself. Well, you also mentioned, and I think this is a big one, just putting our phones down, you know, the power mm-hmm. of that. And we're asking our kiddos to do that. But man, the conviction that can happen in ourselves because we need to do that. And as we kind of get, I know in our own home, you know, we're having different uh, set times or areas where we're like, or all, it's kind of like all hands on deck, all phones on deck, everybody plug them in over here. We're stepping away and it's really holding us accountable as mom and dad. Um, and yeah. I know you were sharing a little bit about that too. I'd, I'd love for you to share here. Well, you know, that's, that's the thing is, you know, when, when our parents were parenting, they didn't have that distraction to worry about. So it was the television, but still, I mean, it, it wasn't all encompassing like our phones are. I mean, our phones are everything, our calendars, our email, our, our actual phone, which most people don't even use them like that anymore, but texting and then social media adds a whole nother layer. Oh man! Yeah. And it's easy to see that in our kids, like, oh man, our teenagers are always on their phones and whatever. But the truth is they've learned it from us. And so part of timing of these conversations is just giving yourself some bandwidth to mentally engage with our kids and our phones are probably some of our biggest distractors in that. And so, you know, we've, we've had to learn to, to remove our phones, put our phones face down so that we can't see when someone calls or, you know, we have the ringer off, but still, if it's face up, you can see when somebody's calling or when someone texts or whatever. And, uh, we, we did a, we had a sabbatical. Our church was so gracious to give us several weeks in a row off, uh, this late spring and early summer. And one of the um, things that we did, we went through a book together toy, um, called breaking up with your phone. Mm. And it's not a Christian book, but it was transformational in my life. Personally, I read it first. And so I, I started to make some changes and then I just suggested to Jimmy, Hey, what if we just kind of went through this together? 
and noticing how much we all were on our phones. And, and there was an opportunity where we gave our kids, hey, what are we doing with this device that's communicating something to you that doesn't make you feel great? And they kind of looked at each other. And at first they were like, well, nothing. Y'all are great. You know, they're like, <laughs> they're like is, this is this a, a trick question? This is a setup. But we were like, no, 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 really. Let me go ahead and tell you what we see in ourselves. And then, and then they started saying, yeah, well, you know, when, when this happens or when this, this makes me feel this way or, and man, it was convicting and it was true. Everything they said was true. And so just giving ourselves the, the bandwidth mentally and time-wise to have these conversations with our kids. And you've got to notice in your own family, what rhythm you've established with your devices that are making uh, these conversations hard mm. to have. And, uh, you know, if you are signaling to your children that people that you hardly even know that you see on social media are more valuable time-wise to you than they are, man, we've made a big mistake because those yeah. people on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever, they don't know us. They don't know us like our kids want to know us. Hmm. And so we've got to set the example first to figure out what it is that's being a um, a barrier to conversations. And if our phone is, and it's probably 99.9% sure that at some level it is, yes. then we've got to be willing to do what we have to do to uh, make that barrier go away. And it's an adjustment, but you know, even like when you, I think about um, if let's say someone wants to eat healthier and it's like, okay, so I'm going to cut this out. And it is, it's hard at first. And you're like, oh, and you're like, I can't wait yeah. till I'm just done doing this thing so I can get back to eating that thing. And then after you allow your body to re reboot, you don't even really miss it. So you might have it yeah. from time to time, but it doesn't have that hold on you anymore. I yeah. see it the same with technology and it's a constant, right? Just like if I use the food analogy or, you know, there's so many other things that we go, whoa, it's just like vacation. You're on vacation and then you get back, you're like, wow, okay. You know, whatever it is, or yeah. staying up late, or I'm eating all the, oh, we had Oreos and I ate the whole thing by myself. And so when we take that, when we take that pause. It's like, I like Reese's Cups, but then it's like, John gave me a bunch of the day. I'm like, you can't give me that many. So I'm going to share them with everyone so I don't eat the whole thing. Yeah. But I see yeah. that with technology. Sure. At first, it's like when you go on vacation and you don't have, all of a sudden you can't get a signal. It's kind of frustrating. You're like, wow. This is awesome. And so taking yeah. that break um, and doing it as a family is really great. And I know it does speak volumes, even as you're saying that. Um, it just makes my heart kind of jump because it's a good thing. And that's something that we've been working on in our family. And the conversation, the other night we were just all in the living room because we were like, no phones on. And it, we had just such fun conversation. And I, I was like, this is my most favorite. I had a private moment as mom, like, this is the best part of my day right here, right now. Yeah. So, yeah. well, Kristen, I'm just so thankful uh, for your time tonight and just sharing all that you're sharing. And this book, like I said, has been such a blessing to me and so many. How do our listeners get the book? Yeah, so... Pretty much anywhere books are sold, you can get the book. The easiest place to get the book is probably what is the easiest place to get everything right now, <laughs> which is Amazon. So uh, I know most places you can get it, you know, prime delivery. 
through Amazon. Um, that's probably the, the most frequent place that people go, but also lifeway.com um, has a, has the book for sale there. You can get singles, but they have a, a group deal that if you get 10 or more, like a bulk order, they're drastically discounted. And the only reason why, I mean, no single person is going to order 10 books, but sometimes churches use it or like a someone's wanting to know what to do for a parenting Bible study. And that's the cheapest way, lifeway.com to get them in bulk order. Um, and it's so called those are, Full Circle Parenting. I know we've, I, I said yeah. that in the beginning, but just for our listeners, yeah. Full Circle Parenting. And I've bought a couple extras and it's been a fun giveaway to parent groups and mm -hmm. um, I've given it as birthday gifts. So, you know, that is a fun, fun thing to have. I always like having things on hand. We were talking about this today, a friend of mine and I, you know, for those like, oh my gosh, it's your birthday and you love this person, but we don't talk about that all the time. Or you have someone that doesn't announce ever that it's their birthday. They yeah. don't want that attention, <laughs> but they're like, you want to bless them with something. And so this could be a great gift for them too. And then as we close, Kristen, what's the next exciting thing that you and your crew, what, what's the next exciting thing that you're looking forward to in the Scroggins household? Yeah. So I have three things. When you have eight children, there's always something exciting to look forward to. But we have, um, right now we have four college students this fall, but two of them are graduating in December. Wow. Um, and then before that, I, we, I do have four grandchildren right now, but one of them's in the womb. So we're going to, we're expecting our fourth uh, grandchild, uh, our second granddaughter in October. And then, um, something very recent that just happened. Our third born son just got engaged. And so oh. we have a wedding that we're planning for next June and we love his fiance and we're just grateful to the Lord. So we've got lots of fun things, new life, uh, new relationships, new jobs, all kinds of things. So we're really excited about oh, this that season. Is, that is so wonderful. Well, thank you again, friend. Thank you for blessing me, blessing our listeners, and just continuing to love Jesus and love people the way that you and Jimmy do. And it's just such a blessing to get to serve um, at Family Church with you guys and just love others with you. And um, just so thankful for you and for all of you listening. My hope and prayer as I close every episode is that something that was shared will better help you step into each day, each week, each month, and each year. Thank you, Kristen. And thanks so much to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Thanks for listening to the Stepping Up with Toy podcast. If this episode has encouraged you, please share it with your family and friends. Make sure to subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and feel free to reach out to us at steppingupwithtoy at iCloud.com. Most importantly, remember you are